Hello and welcome to a new episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr, where we talk about the art and culture of running an independent record label. We have so many exciting interviews coming up over the next couple of weeks. Today, I want to talk about something. And if you listen to this in real time, maybe we're still at the start of the new year or the start of some part of the year for you. But I want to talk about that feeling of being stuck. And I don't know, that can mean different things for a lot of you. I mean, in some cases, it can be just stuck at the same revenue or lack thereof of revenue, or you just have a hard time breaking through that, um, you know, that barrier to take you to the next level when it comes to promoting your releases. And maybe it's getting press, maybe it's um, getting breaking even or or selling out of a, of a pressing or something like that. Or maybe it's getting enough um, digital sales to validate, um, a, a, a physical pressing or whatever it is, you know, whatever makes you feel like you're stuck right now. Um, that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about three ways that I think will help you get unstuck, at least, um, feel unstuck because the reality is, is like, we're not literally stuck. It's just kind of a feeling. It's a perception. There is this growth that's happening. It's not always linear. It's something we can look back over a year or five years or 10 years and go, yeah, we are growing, but it's hard to see that uh, in the short term. And so what I want to help you with today is how to feel unstuck with your record label. And at the very least, just, just to kind of encourage you and to make you feel unstuck and to give you something to work on to distract you so you're not just sitting there going, oh man, this is like not working or whatever. I, I feel this today. I mean, today's Monday. I had a great weekend. And I feel kind of just blah. And I have like, I have my dream job. I have a great job. I'm happy, but you still feel stuck. And sometimes like all you need to do is just kind of shake the dice a little bit and go, okay, I see things a little bit different. So there's three things I want to talk about. I'm going to keep all the notes today at otherrecordlabels.com slash unstuck. That's otherrecordlabels.com slash unstuck. You can watch this episode as a video. You can download some of our resources. I'll throw up some of um, any any downloadable resources that I've made over the years. I'll put on this page that, that might be relevant to helping getting you unstuck. A huge shout out to our sponsor for this week, and that's Infinite Catalog. Um, the absolute best choice for uh, figuring out how to manage your record labels, royalties, and make sure your artists get paid. We'll talk about them in just a little bit. Okay, so there's three simple things, and they're all kind of independent. You don't have to do all three. You can do one, or maybe you can do two or all three, or maybe one of them will kind of spark an your own idea. So the first thing, and this is actually something that I am kind of like sort of put on my New Year's resolution to-do list, and that's to network with other record labels. And for me, I'm thinking more as an artist. I'm thinking about the idea of um, not necessarily networking, but collaboration. I've met with a lot of different artists. In fact, I meet a lot of like cool producers and and artists through this, you know, through the show. I'm interviewing record label owners who also happen to be artists in the same genre as me. And we kind of collaborate or we talk about collaborating and we share experiences. And so I want to, um, I kind of want to unpack this idea. And for me, it's, it's something that I'm focusing on this year. I think maybe because I'm an introvert, I work from home. I don't really need to collaborate with anyone. So I'm kind of forcing myself to collaborate with more people to try to, um, do some more 
sonic collaborations or say, let's do a co-release together. And so anyway, I just wanted to share that's like kind of my thing. But for you, what does that look like um, to network with other record labels or to collaborate with other record labels? I think there's so many benefits to doing this because we get exposed to people's unique processes, right? And their unique strategies. And they might not be special. They might not be like the smartest strategies or processes in the world, but they're different from yours. And I think it's really important to kind of just be exposed to the different ways that people do business and do life and do art. And I think it just helps us say, oh, I can adopt this one little thing into my model or it just kind of shakes up what we're doing. So there's huge benefits. And that's kind of from a creative standpoint. That's why I'm interested in collaborating with people. Also opening new doors too. I mean, working with a musician who has a bigger audience than you are working with a musician that has a different audience in a different genre. So that's kind of what I'm looking to do. Um, but you, here's some things you could do um, to network with other record labels. We've talked about co-releasing. We've talked about this quite a lot in the past two years, and I'm seeing some of our labels in our community doing a co-release. And sometimes that's like one label does the digital marketing and the other label does the physical. So a cassette or CD or vinyl or all three, and they kind of split the responsibilities. It's kind of cool because it keeps each other accountable. Iron sharpens iron and it just makes sure that you're doing a good job because you want to impress this other label and they're doing a good job because they want to impress you. And it also takes something off your plate. So you're splitting the responsibility. So that's really cool. And we're seeing the same thing where maybe somebody takes care of the European market and the other person takes care of the Australian market or the American market. So I think that's really cool. Here's some other ideas that you could use to network with other record labels. You could um, do a, a local community collective in your region. We heard about this back when the show was getting started six years ago in um, Portland, that there was something called the Portland record label collective or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but basically like every other month, maybe monthly, but it was probably every other month they got together at like a, a I don't know where it was a community center. You could, it could be anywhere, a club, it could be a, a restaurant and they would just like commiserate. They would just chat, share experiences. It's like, it's kind of like AA maybe. <laughs> and you know, you could have food or whatnot. I think that'd be really, really cool. I mean, even in my little city where I live here, I think there's like two or three labels at least, and there's probably other ones that I'm just not aware of. Um, that would be kind of cool to get out and to just chat with them and and just share experiences. It could be a quarterly thing. It could be a yearly thing. You get together before Christmas. And, um, I want to see more of you do that. Uh, I feel like, especially for the younger labels out there, it can only benefit you to kind of come together um, not as competitors, obviously, but as a community. So I'd love to see that. Please, if you've ever done that or you're planning on doing it, please let me know. You could also create a mastermind online with a few of your label friends. So I know a lot of you out there have like kind of a tight little clique of, of friends who own labels in your genre, um, who kind of uh, attract the same audience. And you guys maybe chat with each other on Twitter or on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Um, or however you communicate with people, it doesn't necessarily have to be in your um, city or in your community, but this could be two or three or four record labels that maybe you meet monthly on a Zoom call. I had this um, friend of mine, I still have a friend of mine, and he owns a record label and he does some amazing stuff and he's an artist and he's um, 
a business person, does everything. And we were meeting regularly for calls. And I tell you, it's just, there was no agenda. It's just, how's it going? And then sharing experiences and news and what's new. And it was, to me, it was one of like, it was like a mini university course uh, in every hour that we met once a month. It was like, I just learned so much. It was like going to a, uh, a conference for a weekend and it was just a one hour zoom call. And I want, I hope to pick those back up soon. Um, but I would really suggest for you to find a little mastermind, like just the two or three of you that you can get together and you have no agenda, have no agenda, just start talking and you will be amazed at how much you learn and how much you grow. And then finally, um, join our label mates group. We are, um, closing, application. So if you haven't, we're, we're doing a session. It's a, it's a six week intensive session for new record label owners. If you've started a record label in the past 12 months, or if you're starting one in the next 12 months, um, come check us out. I mean, if you miss this, um, cohort, then there'll probably be another one in the future. So go to otherrecordlabels.com slash label mates. Number two way you could get unstuck is start something new. That's it. That's it. That's just start something new. Like give yourself. Now, I'm not talking about this week or next week or even this month. I'm talking about like, let's schedule something two to three months uh, or even six months into the future. If you're listening to this at the beginning of the year, let's say, okay, uh, far off September 1st after Labor Day, I want to launch something. Or maybe just before the summer, I want to launch something. That gives you a ton of time to plan for it. And what am I talking about? I don't know something brand new, something you've never done before. Ideally, something that no label has done before. I know that's easier said than done, but launch a brand new thing. It could be this community group we were just talking about, this mastermind we were just talking about. It could be a live monthly event or bi-monthly event that you host at a local club, like a songwriter's night or something like that. It could be a brand new merch line that you work with a, a local artisan thing and put something together. Uh, it could be a compilation. You know, I know that's not innovative, but those are still appreciated and are still cool. Could be some sort of educational offering. Maybe you do a course on how to start and run a record label for your community and you teach high school kids, you know, what a record label is and what does it look like? It's a free course. You run out of the library or something. I don't know what that is for you. Something unconventional would be cool. Um, but I think the idea of just starting something new giving yourself a deadline far in the future this year, but maybe uh, enough months ahead for you to really dig in and do something new. I feel like what that does is it takes you out of the, the lane that you've been in for the past couple of years, just doing the same thing. I've talked about this on the show so many times that you're probably annoyed, but I have such a sheltered life that I don't have a lot of uh, examples to use. So forgive me for using this example again, but you know that I, I've mentioned this before. I, I wrote and recorded a record. Um, it's now, it was now last year. It's almost a year ago from now. And, uh, I did it all in 10 days. I just had this idea. I wrote the songs and recorded and mixed and mastered everything in 10 days from zero. It, no, no songs existing to an album being sent to be pressed in 10 days. It was such a crazy thing because it just completely shifted how I normally make albums. I normally write for six months to a year and then I track for about a year and then mix for about three or four months and then master and it's gone. And this would completely upset that apple cart. I did something completely different and it was so invigorating and it was so exciting. So I just, that's why I want to say like, try something that is kind of weird 
You also might just try something boring. You could do something that isn't like, isn't fun and exciting, but something you need to do, like maybe getting your record label royalties in order. And that's like really hard to do. It's so easy to procrastinate. Um, but maybe it could be a thing that you do, which is we talked about this with Infinite Catalog last week is like actually saying, okay, over the next two months, I'm going to work two hours a month, a week on, on getting our royalties up to date, getting everybody paid, even though it's painful and maybe embarrassing, but just getting it all entered into a cool platform like our sponsor, Infinite Catalog. Oh, look at that segue, man. That was so natural. Thank you to Infinite Catalog, the royalty management platform of choice for the record labels in our community. Basically, they take all of your revenue, all of your data from your physical distributors, your digital distributors, your sync licensing deals, all of the unique income that comes in, and it presents it to you in a gorgeous little way on screen, and it gives access to the artists on your label. They have their own login, and they can see how they're doing and when they're going to get paid and how much they're going to get paid. And then it helps you pay them. And so, listen, it might not be uh, the funnest thing to do, but when I'm talking about starting something new, it, it could be a good way to make yourself more disciplined to get your royalties in order. So check out our friends at Infinite Catalog by going to infinitecatalog.com. And you can get a special deal right now if you go to infinitecatalog.com slash other record labels. Finally, and this one is my favorite, the power of threes. What does that mean? Small changes that can lead to significant improvements. So I want to improve. I want to, I want you to look at all the way, the, all the different categories, all the different areas of your record label. And I want you to find three improvements that you can make in each one of these areas. And we're talking super minute, micro, small improvements. Like, um, have you guys read the book um, uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear? I mean, it, it's a it's a Bible now. Like, it's essential reading. It is phenomenal. I don't care who you are. You have to have read that book. He opens, I think, with this story about this, like, British cycling team that wasn't very good and then all of a sudden became the best in the world for a long period of time. And they did so actually just by making tiny improvements to things like their, their equipment and, and their spandex and their breathing techniques and what they ate and what they drank and all these tiny little things that all compounded to actually make a difference. And so, look, if you feel unstuck, this is probably out of all the things I've talked about today, this is the easiest and the most effective. And especially if you're a procrastinator out there, sometimes you like to just be feel busy. So you go to your desk and you do like one or two little things. So here's what I'm asking. Let's look at 10 areas of your record label. Make a list right now, 10 areas. So I'm going to say Bandcamp, my Bandcamp, my website, my uh, artist relationships, like the relationships with our, with our artists on our roster, um, maybe streaming and, and your playlists. Uh, maybe record record stores, like your your record store relationships. Um, maybe your your merch or your physical product that you sell. Your involvement in your local community. Your email marketing plan. Your social media strategy. Uh, give me one more. Um, I, I probably missed something really big. 
I don't know. I'm sorry. Your desk, clean up your desk. No, your royalty accounting. There you go. Okay. So look at, look at all, these are 10 areas. Now think of three small things you can do to improve each category. So if I'm going to my band camp, I'm just going to be like, let's click around and make sure these albums are all up to date. My, my quantities are all up to date. Okay, cool. Do I have like, what are my shipping prices? Let's make sure my shipping prices are good. Maybe I'm just, maybe I could put a banner on top and say 10% off. You use this code. Maybe I could just send a message to all of our followers. Turns out we have a thousand followers, 2000 followers. Let's just send a message. These are three like little things you can do your website. Let's go through, click through it, make sure everything's working well. Okay. Delete that. Uh, add this. We forgot to add. These are like super, super small things and get this. If you find 10 areas that you can increase each one by 3%, that's a 30% improvement to your overall record label. Now don't check that math. Just trust me. You're, you're taking 10 areas and you're just doing, and maybe, maybe it's not 10, maybe it's five, maybe it's one, but you look for three simple things that you can do right now. You know, if we go back to that first one I talked about, about starting something new, this was something that might take three to six months or, or longer. The power of threes is something that you can do right now at the end of this episode is look at three areas and how could you improve those areas by just three simple little things that you can do to make a little tweak. And that gives you a bigger compounding effect. Listen, this is a hack, right? And that's the, uh, the, the, the concept of the book Atomic Habits is all about hacking our procrastinating brain, our brain that, and it goes back to what I said at the very beginning, you're not stuck. I mean, none of us are truly stuck, but we just feel stuck. And so that's why today's episode is how to unstuck your record label. Well, we're not really unstuck. It's really just about kind of like clearing the fog around our brain and feeling exciting, uh, excited to continue doing what we're doing. Remember, I've talked before about that entrepreneurial seizure, that great feeling that you have, that all-consuming feeling when you first started your record label. Well, today's episode is about trying to tap into that that might be a year from uh, a year old at this point or 10 years old at this point. Um, I always feel like I need these things. I need these like little brain hacks. Uh, and so the power of threes or at least the compounding uh, effect of, of micro improvements for macro results. Those are things that I'm really passionate about. And I hope that you found it encouraging. Thanks again to infinite catalog for spots for sponsoring today's episode, even though the host can't speak, go to infinitecatalog.com slash other record labels. That's infinitecatalog.com slash other record labels to learn more about them. And if you want to get the notes from today's episode, you can go to otherrecordlabels.com slash unstuck. And honestly, if you go to otherrecordlabels.com and just kind of like scroll through some of our previous episodes, maybe ones that you've missed or articles or resources that maybe you missed out on, it might help you get unstuck as well. Um, but I would encourage you to collaborate and to experience um, the wisdom of your peers. I would encourage you to start something new and just give yourself a deadline to create something brand new. If it fails, that's okay. The task is just to create something new. And then I would encourage you to leverage the power of threes. Um, make three tiny changes to uh, as many areas of your record label as possible. I hope you found this helpful. I hope it helps you get unstuck. Thanks for listening.